Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 192. John and Wendy talk to Latanya Walker. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, uh, technology is not our friend tonight. <laughs> uh, maybe it's because we're right here at Halloween and the Gremlins maybe. are out. Maybe. I, I want to mention very quickly, as we are at the end of the month, we are wrapping up a tremendous month with our friends at Humoriso. So we yes. do want to thank them for sponsoring this episode. They are not the cause of the gremlins, I can tell you that. <laughs> you know, um, I did see recently a lot of people posting pictures of the Aurora Borealis from South Dakota. So maybe that's it. Okay, we're going to blame it on that. Let's blame we, it on that. <laughs> Wendy, we, we've talked over the years about the weather. We've talked about TV yep. shows and different things. I don't think we've ever talked about Halloween I don't that think I can we remember. Have. I don't think we have, John. What, are you your... are you a big on Halloween, Wendy? I wasn't until I had kids, and they they like they've both enjoyed dress up. They've gotten into uh, the makeup, um, like Halloween makeup. Um, there was a a Girl Scout sleepover a few years ago, and Maggie had just learned how to make scars like bloody scars. Oh boy. And she had a lineup of Girl Scouts because to get their face painted like that. And I was there doing like ghost makeup and that kind of stuff. They did not want that. They all wanted a scar. Okay. <laughs> I, I've never been big on Halloween. I never will be big on Halloween. My kids, I, I think the best Halloween ever having my kids were little, they were both really sick. And so they couldn't go anywhere, but they had Mario and Luigi outfits. Heidi put together a whole Halloween party in the house, you know, and oh, this nice. picture of them, they're, they're just sick. They're just sick as dogs. They're almost green <laughs> and not because of the costume, but yeah. they're just this horrible color. And oh. they were so sick, but they were so happy because they got a little candy and a apple yeah, and yeah. whatever they got. But um, anyhow, no, I, I, I will say though, especially because our, our guest tonight went to Kansas State and I went to the University ah. of Kansas. The craziest thing I ever saw at a Halloween party was in the mid-90s when I was there. The mascot at the University of Kansas, many of you are aware, is the Jayhawk. It's the big mm -hmm. bird, right? And there's Jay and then there's Baby Jay, the little Jayhawk that runs around with Jayhawk, with Big Jay. Okay. Big Jay and Baby Jay showed up at a Halloween party where I was attending. <laughs> and that hands down is the craziest thing I've ever seen because if the two people that wore those costumes, it's 25 years later. So the yeah. statute of limitations is over, but if they had gotten caught out in public wearing those, oh, outfits, yeah. they would have been, they would have been thrown off the cheerleading team. It's one of the funniest things I ever saw was yeah. Jay and baby Jay at a kegger. Uh, they were that not inviting. Awesome. I, I will say that much, but yeah. Talk about a, that was a <laughs> Halloween to remember. That would have been for sure. <laughs> That's funny. I love well, it. <laughs> I, I, for those of you that celebrate, uh, enjoy, be enjoy. safe, watch out for the razor blades and the candy, which, you know, <laughs> I still, still 40 years later, I still don't know if that, I always heard that was a rumor, but you know, yeah, never got That's my candy a, that was That to me was an excuse for the parents to go through the candy first, pick out what they wanted and then hand it back to the kids to say, Hey, it's safe. That's my theory. Well, maybe maybe some of you who are listening are still using that ploy. We won't tell them that no. you are. But enjoy, be safe, and uh, yeah, 
We've talked Halloween. We can check that box. (laughs) I'm excited about tonight's guest. When Latanya and I spoke before, I did mention to her, I said, I hope you're okay talking to somebody from KU. And she was, and and I always appreciate (laughs) that. We've gotten to know Latanya over the last many months. She's gotten engaged in the community. And so let's make the introduction and get started. Wonderful. I am so excited to be chatting with Latanya Walker tonight. Uh, she is a company culture designer at Wild Links Consulting and a program manager at People Programs at Atlasm. Latanya has over 20 years of experience spanning roles in engineering, management, and consulting, emphasizing the value of organization effectiveness concepts, change management, and project management in building effective teams and organizations. Well, Latanya, super excited to welcome you and get a chance to to actually chat with you tonight. But our first question, what is in your glass? I am excited to be here, and I opened a special bottle of Pinot Noir just for this conversation. Um, While it is my wine of choice, I picked a special one from Sonoma County tonight. Mm, I love a good Pinot. Mm. Nice and dark. We've not had anybody mention wine in a long time. It's been a long time. I appreciate that. Yes, yes. (laughs) A lot of water. Of course, we're getting out of the summer. We're getting into the fall. Maybe it's... We'll probably see a little more... Some more wines, more beer, I'm guessing. Maybe. And it's Halloween time. So exactly. Latanya, again, we really do appreciate you being with us. And, you know, I I have to ask, how in the world does one get into the world of organizational development? (laughs) Um, I actually don't know the answer to that. I know how I stumbled into it. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I started out, I've always had a love of psychology, but um, when I was going to college, IT was where you go and make the money. Um, and so that's where I started. I'm at an at a IT uh, program in an engineering school. But once I was out working in software development, I realized the success of any product or program I put together really depended on the people. And from there, I started following this chain into change management and then ended up at K-State for IO Psych. And that's when I knew OD was going to be the thing for me. That's interesting because OD is, is such a, an interesting realm, which a lot of people seem to define it differently because I've worked with a lot of different folks. So when someone asks you, what is organizational development? What do you tell them? Uh, my tagline has been, I work in the intersection of people, processes, and systems. Um, to drive workforce efficiency or effectiveness and transform organizations. So for me, OD is not just about um, the soft parts of developing an organization, but I try to lump in my experience from engineering and my experience from project management to make it a whole organization transformation. Latanya, you write a lot about corporate culture. And I think we we, we recently had a, a chat where we talked about the Great reprioritization is when you know, I like to call it resignation. People are calling a lot of different things. And you you were talking a lot about it there. What do you think is the biggest challenge most organizations have when it comes to maintaining a culture that they've tried to define? I think culture suffers from the same issues as software or systems or even change management efforts. It's the actual lack of maintenance, right? So um, I think even... Uh, organizational strategies suffer from this, right? We get together, we build something, and then we forget about the tail that is maintaining it for our customers, our employees, whatever um, the, the, the thing is, right? So for me, culture is an ongoing process, right? It's a journey. It's not an event. Organizations continue to change. People come, people go. Internal and external environments change. 
even your target goals change. And so you have to constantly be evaluating and adjusting your culture. Do you feel like in the last 18 months or so with the pandemic, do you feel like you've seen that become a a different issue or have have people struggled to find what that culture is or or had to, maybe they changed because they had to. Uh, Is that something you're seeing with, with your, within your own organization with clients you work with? I think that people are realizing um, in this, I'm going to use your branding because I love it. The great prioritization, reprioritization. I think in this time folks are using that opportunity to rethink culture because they realize that's what's going to win them talent when location is not probably going to be the answer. If I can work at home from lots of places, um, compensation might not be the answer. If folks feel like I'm getting paid enough to pay the bills now that I've moved to maybe a low cost area, right? I see organizations leaning into culture. My fear is, are they going about it the right way? Thinking about culture has to be beyond uh, perks and gifts that you send your employees um, over the course of you know, this pandemic, for example, but it really has to be how you expect them to work together, how you evaluate performance, how you onboard them. So I worry that companies are missing those foundational elements and going to the shiny glitzy part of um, what they think culture is. That's the best part, Latanya. <laughs> That Don't you like the, the shiny parts? Of course. <laughs> that's the fun stuff. I love a swag bag. <laughs> However, um, you know, that's only going to get you so far. Um, it's only going to retain your talent for so long. Um, eventually, the shine does wear off, right? And if I'm now in an organization that sends me a nice gift box every month, but my manager does not know how to effectively manage performance of the team, I may continue to look somewhere else, even if they don't have a swag bag. Those sweatshirts wear out. <laughs> My problem is they always shrink. They do. I don't no. know how to wash them properly, clearly. Well, they shrink or they break. But I, I, I think, you know, for, for too long, like you said, we kind of confused culture with shiny. And, you know, not everyone wants to play foosball in the office. Um, so it's it's figuring out what your people need and continuing to to keep asking those questions. I think that's key, too. Um, like you said, we, we sometimes put in these initiatives and then forget that we have to maintain them. <laughs> Wendy, I have to ask though, very quickly, yes. how does one break a sweatshirt? You know, what? You well, you know, when you're, when you're working at home and maybe you're not working out like you used to, and the shirt doesn't quite fit anymore, or, or maybe you just wear it out. You just wear it all the time and it's so comfy that you've worn it out. That's right. Stuck zippers on hoodies yeah. and the string comes out of the hood. Oh, you, oh, I lose the string all the time. <laughs> I Lots have a ways to break a sweatshirt. One of my very favorite, uh, I'll give Lori Rudman a shout out because her, her hoodie is very, very comfortable, but that string did not last through one wash. It was gone. <laughs> like matching socks. You never know if they'll come back out oh. the other side. I think that's why kids don't match their socks anymore. They just wear, they find two and wear them. I, my kids, I, I don't think they've ever worn a matching pair. Well, that's, that's a nice little segue there. Um, <laughs> well, Tanya, we're coming into uh, 2022. I can't believe we're saying that um, this year was weird. 
so we're still in the middle of, you know, the pandemic. We've all got all sorts of things happening yet. So what do you believe is going to be the biggest issue HR and OD will face in the coming year? And what can we do to prepare? Thought long and hard about this one today. I think organizations right now are investing in attracting and retaining talent, like we were just mentioning, right? And while that's necessary, it's still a narrow focus to get businesses moving forward. Um, I suspect that with structure and policy changes related to uh, talent, compensation, work location, organizations need to make sure they're looking at performance management and leadership development. And when I say leadership, I don't just mean like senior leadership or the executive suite, right? It's got to be those middle managers and those frontline managers. So they have the support and guidance that they need on how to give feedback. Uh, some of them may even how to receive it. Um, how to execute proper performance management. As I think about remote work, influencing and relationship building, right? That's that's a needs to be a very different skill now um, than it was when maybe everyone was in the office and we were all flying to um, client locations. Um, and then last, I think, conflict and decision making. Again, remote or hybrid work, you're a little bit more isolated. Um, and so decision-making needs to be something that we develop more deliberately than just letting the boss give us an answer. And conflict is definitely different when I'm interpreting more non-face-to-face communications, right? I'm trying to interpret Slack messages and emails and text messages. I think that is going to create a little bit more conflict in the workplace and being able to manage that effectively is going to be important as well. Latanya, well, we mentioned that we got to know you we're still over the last many months. We're always curious, particularly when people find us, you know, how did you discover HR Social Hour in the chat and, and what's kept you coming back? So I got to be honest, John, I've actually been lurking on you guys for like a year. <laughs> well, thank um, you for being honest. <laughs> I was, uh, I'm sure it was some Sunday doom scrolling through Twitter around this time last year. And I saw someone's answer and I needed to know what they were talking about. Um, and I ended up back getting back to your question that you asked. I think it was something about learning and development specifically for um, HR professionals. And I was just interested. So every time I had time on Sunday, or if I knew I didn't have any plans on Sunday, I'd schedule seven o'clock Twitter time um, just to check in on what the conversations was going to be. I think I've heavily participated in the last six months the most um, as I find a topic that uh, excites passion in me or something that maybe we're talking about at Wild Links or even maybe something I'm experiencing um, in my day-to-day work life at Atlassian. Um, so yeah, I've been, I've been stalking you guys for a while and I keep coming back because often the topics are interesting, relevant, and I love the level of engagement. Like there's always so many people new and returning and involved in the chats. I think we have our new um, commercial. Uh, I, think right so there. Too. I think so too. <laughs> well, and, it, and I go, I appreciate Latanya that you're willing to say, you know, I, I yeah. was just checking it out or because I think we know that there are people that, that see what's going on and don't necessarily participate. And I, and I think it really changes the equation, not only for us, but for you, when you do get engaged, you know, it's mm-hmm. how Winnie and I first connected was through a chat and, I think there's something to be said for taking part. It's great to to watch, but when you take part and start mm-hmm. sharing and people 
you're sharing your thoughts and, and, and engaging in that conversation. I think it just entirely changes the perspective and game for yeah. everybody. True. And I've got to say the quality of the people that engage um, has been really exciting, not just in their level at their organization or, you know, owning companies, but the knowledge and experience and, you know, forward thinking that they often bring to the chat. So whether I'm participating or just lurking, um, it's always good uh, information that I'm, I'm learning uh, from a network of interesting people. I love it. Well, we've we've often said we have the the best community. This kind of confirms it for me. Have someone else saying it? It's not just us. <laughs> well, Latanya, we also go out to our community, um, people who are on the podcast, and ask them for questions. We do some crowdsourcing. So, um, former guest John Baldino asks, "How has the ideal candidate experience changed in the last eighteen months?" I think the ideal candidate experience has gotten faster in the last 18 months. I think the days of excessively long applications and days long interview panels and team meet and greets um, and all that are, are starting to wane as candidates have so many options in front of them. They're not kind of limited either by region or even for some people, they're no longer just limited by an industry that they were close to. I think about us in Northern Virginia, where it was like, you're in government contracting or something supporting government co contracting. Now you can work for almost any company, almost anywhere, and in uh, many cases, sp specifically in the IT space that I'm in. So yeah, companies need to <laughs> move faster. Just focus on those performance criteria for the role and a values alignment uh, with the candidate, and then you got to move. With that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast is brought to you by Humoriso. Humoriso is an award-winning HR firm based in Southern New Jersey and is a trusted provider of consultative human resources and personal management services. Their resource specialists handle the areas of administration, compliance, training, recruitment, HR technology, strategy, and organizational development. With advanced degrees and accreditation from the Society for Human Resources Management and the Human Resources Certification Institute, each associate possesses a strong knowledge base as well as a value for learning for which Humoriso is known. Humoriso will assess your business's employee relations philosophy and current strategies in order to better develop management communications and thereby design HR administration solutions best suited to fit your company's unique needs. To learn more about Humoriso and their team, visit humoriso.com. Thanks again to Humoriso for sponsoring the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. And now, back to the show. And we are back. Latanya, um, this is everyone's favorite part of our show, the half hour question connection. Our first question, because we know not many of us dreamed of going into HR or OD when we were small children. Um, so what career did you dream of having when you were a child? Okay, so nerd alert. <laughs> I wanted to be either a lawyer or a child psychologist. This was confirmed when my mother found a piece of paper. She thinks I was maybe seven or eight when I wrote this down. And apparently I was very wow. specific. Like I'm going to be a lawyer and only have a boyfriend or I'm going to be a psychologist and I'm going to have a husband. Um, <laughs> wow. That is very specific. Yeah, very specific. And uh, up until I got to college, um, I was pursuing psychology. And like I said, the IT bug hit me 
but now I'm in a great position to marry the psychology and the IT to do some great OD work. I just, I, I'm wondering what your, your child brain was doing to say, if I'm a lawyer, I'm only having a boyfriend. Wendy, the list included the cities I would live in, the kind of place we would live, whether it was a house or an apartment. Like, Oh my gosh. I don't know what seven or eight year old me was doing, but it clearly was not making friends. <laughs> I love it. Who's one person you've gained your network in the last year you think more people should know? I feel like this working thing is going to continue coming up. Um, Dr. Juliet Aiken, she's a pulled a PhD in IO psych. She doesn't know she's in my network, um, but I discovered her, um, I want to say 18 months ago, just before all this pandemic stuff, through um, what she was calling the IO coffee house. And I now follow her on every platform and consume everything she puts out. Um, and someday maybe I'll get up the nerve to ask her for a mentorship. I hope you do. I hope I do too. But sometimes those informal um, mentorships are kind of cool too. You'll get there. You'll, you'll do it. You'll do it. Latanya, how do you maintain balance? I really just check in with myself, you know, my mind, my body, and give it what it needs. That could be a nap. That could be a walk. That could be a whole vacation. And more importantly, like not being shamed by those needs, you know, being clear that there's nothing wrong with a Wednesday midday nap or a Thursday glass of wine or even a therapy appointment if that's what it takes to give my mind or my body what it's telling me it needs. How do you enjoy giving back to the OD community or community at large? Right now, giving back to the OD community, I, um, under the Wildlings banner, we do some interviews, webinars, or um, kind of free workshops. Um, but I'm actually more committed to giving back to my community at large. I'm a huge advocate of mental health um, and support local mental health related causes. Um, each year I raise money uh, and participate in the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Community Walk. Um, I lost someone close to me to suicide. And so that's something that um, I make sure I make space for every single year and bring as many uh, friends and family members into the, to the cause as possible. What's your favorite movie? <laughs> uh, you know, legitimately, I don't think I have one. Yeah, I like I I can't think of a single movie that I, you know, watch it over and over again. Or if you see it on the TV, you've just got to watch it. Um, my favorite genre is definitely the psychological thriller. Um, okay. So kind of the crazier, the better. Um, <laughs> the less able I am to figure out what's going on until the very end, um, the better it is for me about the first concert you remember attending? So I, I debated whether or not I should tell you guys the truth. Um, <laughs> it was in the, I'm going to say early 90s, definitely high school period for me. And it was a concert for the 69 boys. They, 69? yeah, a rap group. And the, like their song of the period was the Tootsie Roll. It had its own dance. Yeah, yes. Wendy, Wendy got me. <laughs> now I remember. I yeah, I remember the Tootsie Roll. So yeah. Uh, yeah, was... we won't talk about it, but no. yeah, I remember it. <laughs> wow. That takes me back. <laughs> what was the last show you binge watched? 
Uh, last week, I got through all of Netflix, Midnight Mass. Oh. Have you seen that? Have not. So good. Oh my goodness. Put it on the list. Yeah. I feel like I can't, I can't share any tidbit or it will literally give it away, but um, yeah, a, a, a small isolated community, like a fishing community on a small island gets into some shenanigans <laughs> with some supernatural things. Oh, yeah. All so right. a good, good October, November um, binge watch in the dark. <laughs> I like it. Well, Tanya, what's a hobby or a thing you really like to do that may surprise people? Go be alone in the woods. Um, (laughs) uh, People who know me like in real life know me much uh, as a city girl, right? High heels, fancy dinners, good wine, Um, zero manual labor if I can avoid it. But sometimes I like to just go out where there are no people and sit quietly and just be, Um, you know, thinking back to that balance, right? Reflecting on myself or how things are going so I can make the appropriate adjustments. Personally, I do not believe in camping. Um, so I bought a cabin in the woods in West Virginia a couple of years ago. I didn't even bother to install a TV, no clocks. Um, I just go there, look at the trees and be quiet. Nice. Nice. Like it. All right, Latanya, as I said earlier, we are outsourcing some of our work here. So if you could ask the next guest of the podcast any question, what would it be? Um, may I make a diva request and ask if this can be a two-part question? Absolutely. <laughs> Nobody's ever asked that. Why nope. not? I think I would want to ask a future guest, what's the most interesting or insightful study that they've read? And what outcomes or implications from that study did they apply to their work? So at Wild Links, a lot of our blogs are backed by research Um, And so I'm always looking for new and interesting studies to read. So I would be very curious to hear some answers to that question. It's a good one. Well, Tanya, it is now in the book, so it will be asked very soon. I I can't thank you enough for making time to talk OD, to talk about stalking us for a year and, (laughs) (laughs) and, and really giving us a great infomercial for the chat. Yes. Being part of the community and having this conversation so much fun i i'm starting to wonder though where the cabin in the woods fit into your eight-year-old plan or did it because you sound <laughs> like you had other stuff so <laughs> maybe maybe that that's that's come with age and, and, and experience we're really glad that you're part of what we're doing and, and having the conversations with us i know some of the listeners are probably not connected with you but now that they've heard you they're going to want to get connected best way for them to reach you out there I'm always on Twitter, Latanya C. Walker, um, L-A-T-A-N-Y-A C. Walker, all strung together. Um, and you can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, the pictures are very similar. So if you find me in one place, you'll recognize me in the other. We will have those both in the show notes. And then, Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to find you out there? Uh, best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. And of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter at 7 p.m. Eastern time as part of our twice monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? Well, once again, thank you to Humoriso and to John yes. Baldino, his whole team there for sponsoring the month of October with Social Hour. We, we so much appreciate it and definitely check out what Humoriso's got going on. Mm-hmm. As for me, johntherman.com for all things John Thurman for the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. 
we are still in pledge drive for just a little yes. bit longer. So if you've not shared your favorite episode this month using hashtag listen to HRSH, do so and you get a gift. Mm-hmm. We're going to tell you about that gift soon. We didn't want to announce it officially on the show, but there'll be pictures. Yeah. You'll see it. And it is something. It is real. It's tangible, but it is not a Lawrence Welk related item. <laughs> yeah, and it's not, you know, it's not Andrew Lloyd Webber, but it's something I think everybody will appreciate and enjoy. Yes. So definitely share international listeners that include you. I can send yep. these things all over the planet. We saw Mandy Johnson from the future yep. share her stickers and that's really cool. And we hope you'll share and we want you to be part of our conversation. So reach out and, and let's set up that time to continue mm-hmm. to talk. Latanya, again, appreciate being with us. And so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. 